Yo, yo, yo. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Salty Dogs Podcast. Are y'all ready for some of that zip? Some of that pow, pow (laughs) coming through the mic today, boy. You don't know what you just tuned into. Oh, no. Actually, you probably do know what you tuned into because you probably subscribed. Yeah, maybe they did. So you know what to expect. I don't know. Maybe they're stumbling upon it. We're not so... But we are ready to cast all our pods upon you. It's going to be great. We shall cast our pods upon you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome to be here this morning. Casey. Yeah. As a man on the go, flying out this morning after the podcast. We did. We this is like the third podcast in a row because we just been. Yeah, we're stockpiling, baby. We're stockpiling. Yeah, you <laughs> like guys nuclear got nuclear arms, we got, bro. We got <laughs> content on content, <laughs> snacks on snacks, Chris. We got mm. we got Christopher Serna here this morning. Yeah, he's back second time around. Number two, Deuce. If if my memory recalls correctly, Christopher was going to be one of the. One of the hosts on our podcast. One of the one of the oh. OGs, but one of the OGs. But actually, no. you know what's interesting is that life has, um, life has proved that making that decision upfront would have been kind of detrimental, and so he's in a position where he can come on every now and then. But right, yes, the the prodigal son has returned, <laughs> and it feels good. Enjoy it. Love being on with you guys. Listen just, every week. Yeah, I'm he's your biggest. Listener. I'm your biggest fan. You know, Chris is the only one that's went out of his way to leave a review on iTunes to let people know what the Salty <laughs> Dogs Before I even listen to it, is that legal? Is that okay? You're not supposed to say that. Uh, I mean, so I shouldn't talk about how much you paid me too, right? <laughs> oh, No, go for it. Maybe <laughs> people will want to... <laughs> oh, good stuff. We're our, excited, man. We got yeah. We got uh, our first... Do it. Introduce him. Oh, man. Yeah. Dude, good, good friend of ours. Uh... Mr. Jason. Hailing from Wichita, Kansas. Yeah, right coming here. In What's at going a, on, guys? Coming in at a six-foot handsome. <laughs> <laughs> with a, with Straight a, from the beaches of South America. <laughs> that's right. Jason Febris. <laughs> What's up, guys? Thank Did you for having one. me here. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Jason Febris. We Pleasure. love this guy. He's we on today. A, we got a celebrity on. Would you say, that, Jason, would you call yourself a celebrity? Not at all. See? He, well, he not would, at all. But he wouldn't, but... He wouldn't. He's number one in our hearts, though. That's He's for been sure. on television a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I can speak Spanish, como están todos, and I can cook. I know that. <laughs> yeah, we, we love Jason. Jason's awesome. So Jason's bringing some insight uh, today on our topic, um, talking about being um, being busy in this life, but following Christ. It's, it's yeah. interesting. In that, it's interesting that he, in a pinch, because of my busyness, came through with a word about busyness, <laughs> you know, in a pinch, uh, man. We appreciate that. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for just, for sure. we were like, I guess Jason was just like, hey, man, we need somebody here. And Jason stepped up, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah we. It's trippy. I love how that comes together, though, because it, I think what happens is I have all these ideas of people that we're going to bring on, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, we can have that guy, we can have this guy, yeah. we have this guy. And so I name a bunch of people, but then... I'm slow to getting around to asking them. It's so when never, Casey, it's never so, who you expect. So Casey, I get a text from Casey, and he's like, "I'm going to be gone the next four Saturdays," and I'm like, "No." He's like, "Well, let's record this Saturday." So I'm hitting people up, like, "Can you record this Saturday at 7:30 a.m.?" You know, yeah. I feel like that's the big ask. Like, that's you, a steep requirement. 7:30 on a Saturday. On a Saturday. It's yep. a good. It's a good thing that Starbucks yeah. is open on Saturdays that early for us. So, oh yeah. yeah. We're good. We're good. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, that's not a martini you're hearing, by the way. That's, that's the that's coconut straight, coffee. That <laughs> yeah, that's coconut. We like all it. have our bean at the table. 
there is much bean present yep. at the table this that morning. That sounds slightly racist. I was I was going to go there, there's, but I didn't. There's, well, in that case, there's three <laughs> I beans. I was born here, but I'm from Let's see, we got, America. Yeah, we got South there's three We actually we got, got three pots here. I, we got yeah. Portuguese. I'm Portuguese. You guys are... Whatever. You're a lima bean. Hey, bro, check it out, dude. <laughs> it's a good mix. Yeah, it's, it's a good, good mix. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good blend. It's a hey, custom blend. It's a good hey, bean. For in Christ, there's no Jew or Gentile or slave or Scythian. I don't know how to All right, let's get into it now. Let's get there. Yeah, look at That's it. That's it. That's Chris, it. That's see, it. this is what Chris would have brought to the podcast if, <coughs> if he was on every Order. week. He'd be like, all right, guys, let's do this. All right, let's dive in. No laughter. Yeah, so we're going to talk about um, the busyness of life and trying to follow Christ in that. And, I mean, if you're out there and you're busy mm. and you're trying to follow Christ, raise your hand. I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. <laughs> and so, and so we, we know that it's a, gosh, it's not just a problem, but I would, I would venture to say it's, it's somewhat of an epidemic uh, in the ex- Christian life. Mm-hmm. It's detrimental that we is what are, it is, man. It is. It can be and is detrimental. And, and you know, there, there are a lot of practicalities that I think that could come out of this. Um, but really what I want to focus on, I think, is just, uh, you know, Jason has a unique story with uh, being called out of business um, and then being brought into a season of fallen Christ. So we're going to let him touch on that. But I just want to, I want to pave the foundation or lay the foundation with just a couple scriptures that, that we were talking about. Um, One of them, and I can, we'll actually go ahead and read it so that we dive into it. But it's in... If you have your Bibles, will you turn with me to... If you guys ever listen to, um, oh, what's the guy's name? David Platt. Oh, yeah. He wrote... And I hope you do. Yeah, he's like, if you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, turn with me. I love it. It's awesome. So, uh, one of the one of the um, scriptures that I that I brought up last night. Let me see if I can even f- stink and find it. Yeah, so it says um, it's in Luke chapter fourteen, and so what happens is Jesus is talking about the parable of uh, the um, the guy with the banquet. I, I should have thought of it. The more, guy with the banquet. Yeah, the guy with the banquet. But there was the king, and he was inviting people to the banquet, right? And and so there, I know the guy with the banquet. It's God, the guy, God with the banquet. The and, guy. And so, hey, sounds good because it's cooking already. So yeah, that's going to go along so, the lines. Yeah, that's right. So so what I wanted to read was just this. This, I mean, there's just a couple of excuses that we see here when he's inviting people to the banquet. Mm. And it says, go tell everybody the banquet's ready. Yeah. You know, we've made all the provisions, so and we're inviting them. And it says that the people were invited. They all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I've bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen and I... Uh, and I'm going to go to examine them. Please have me excused. Another said, I've married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. Um, this <laughs> That's is not an excuse. It's not an excuse. Yeah, that definitely well, doesn't apply well, to me. Yeah, well, your marriage is an excuse not to follow Christ. Like, come on, Yikes. right? We know this. Um, you know, your, your busyness, the business, the things that you're caught up in, the busyness of life, your work, yeah. your, um, your pursuits, those things, those should never... Uh, become stumbling blocks for your faith, and if I think if mm. they do, well, then there need to be some things that that are rearranged. But yep. the other scripture I want to give that kind of lays foundation as well is the one where Jesus said, "If any if anyone would try and save his life or keep his life for his sake, will lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you'll surely find it." Yep. And these are the words of Jesus, basically saying, "Lose your life." Um, there's a place where he talks about counting the cost. If anyone would come after me, they must deny themselves, taking up their cross daily and follow me. Yep. And so we know that in the Christian life, there are going to be costs that are associated with following Christ. There's things we give up. 
um, going back to talking about trees, branches, fruits, and roots, um, there's the pruning process, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prune so that you bear more fruit. And I think the Lord does that in different ways in our lives. And I would venture to say that that pruning process is part of the sanctification process yes. where yeah. we're becoming yeah. fully given over to Christ in every single area of our life. So with that being said, um, I want Jason to just kind of kick things off by giving us a little bit of his story and as quickly as you can, as quickly as you can get into um, get into talking about how the Lord has just moved you from season to season and uh, maybe just some struggles and some things you've learned through that. And I think that'll get us going. Yeah, where to even start? Um, man, you said it. When we lose our life, uh, that applies very much to my own personal life because it's one, when you when you quit doing the things that, that made you secure, that safety net, that thing mm. that you're used to, and that's where I see we lose our wow. lives. That verse sounds really harsh, and a lot of people probably are like, oh, do I have to die? Well, we have to die to the things that we, um, that we grasped. Um, I, I was a chef for many years, and uh, I consider myself to be or I thought I was that person, you know, in the natural, we, we, we grow, we have a career, we do some things in life, and uh, we end up by thinking that that's who we are. We actually, you know, I had a page, and I put Chef Jason Febres, and for many years, I, uh, I really took upon this, this, um, this persona. Identity, yeah. Ident- exactly, an identity, a, a natural, a natural identity. And um, I'm from South America. Did you born say in Wichita. natural or unnatural? In, in the natural. Oh, so okay, not natural. in the supernatural. Oh, okay, when I'm see, talking see. about that, it's what we are in the world, uh, our career, who, who people say we are, who we show ourselves in social media, that person that you project to others on Facebook and on, on your regular life. This, it's a mask. It is a mask. It is. Um, it, 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 and it can be talent. You know, nothing wrong with having a career. But right. so, yeah, I came from South America. I've been in Wichita for a minute. But yes, I have cooked all my life. And um, for whoever is out there that has been in the restaurant business or uh, anything that is hospitality, you guys know that it's a very, very stressful environment. And uh, just like control tower operators, I mean, the rates of uh, suicide, uh, drug addiction, alcoholism, late nights, whatever the case is, man, it can wrap you up Dude, so fast. The restaurant Super business quick, is nuts. It's just tough, man. And you're exposed to when, when you're working, people are partying. So it's, All it's the just, time. it's just very intense, man. And I got, I, I did get wrapped up. I'm not going to get in details about my testimony today because God didn't put it in my heart. But what I can tell you, it's, the, there's a, there's a cool side to the story as well, because God showed me that he can take me you know, I did everything possible, I, and I, since I was little, I wanted to be a chef, and I wanted to own a restaurant. That was my goal, and um, and I asked for it, and I asked for it, and I asked for it, and guess what I eventually became? I became a chef and an owner of a restaurant. Now, one of the things that I want to say is I didn't have anything to do besides just putting work and obedience to what I'm doing to own and be a chef. I mean, literally, and I'm not saying this in a light way, literally the opportunities got thrown or, or, or presented to me, okay? Um, so I did everything possible from the financial side to to even my influence over, over whatever I could get my hands on to, to have a restaurant, to open it, and, and it just wouldn't come through, man. But God showed me that he could take me from zero to 100 really fast if he wanted to. Um, 
so with this said, obviously, you know, without having the money to open a restaurant, um, he allowed it to happen out of, I mean, it's, it's a long story, so I'm just going to keep it short and sweet, but I was able to open a restaurant and to have ownership in it and then became a chef of a restaurant for the first time. So God pretty much allowed me to have every dream in the natural, meaning in your own mind, you know, your own goals and, and your it's own like, will. It's kind of like, well, not to the extent, but King Solomon, Ecclesiastes, yeah. he goes on these worldly pursuits and he gains everything that he sought after. Yep. Yep. Okay, continue. Everything that I asked for, it happened and an increase. Um, it's crazy that a, a friend, and I'm going to name her because she's going to be happy. Uh, uh, of course, she's she's a foodie, and uh, she writes all the blogs for uh, for the Wichita Eagle. Um, Denise? Yep, Denise Neal. She, uh, <laughs> I think this is insane, but she, she pretty much prophesied five years ago that I was going to be in TV, and I couldn't see it myself. But I did ask God for that because I always, I always liked TV and the shows and, and the rush. I always liked the rush. So I claimed this identity, you know. I wanted to be a chef. I was going to be the multitasker, the one that could do it all in the kitchen. And, and just, you know, I took upon this role. And, and, and you know what? It happened. Five years later, God has allowed me to have a restaurant, um, pretty successful one. And all these shows, they start calling from Food Network. And they start calling from Bar Rescue and all these things, man. And the only two that I called, they never called back. So they didn't care. I called, who's this guy in Wichita? But God made these people I, they just keep calling and i got in all the shows and tv but i never got my own cooking show so i wonder what, what are you doing here god you, you're giving me all this increase but the one thing i want you're not giving me this last one and, and and that sounds horrible because i asked for a man and he gave me to me all but there is never an end to worldly pursuits we think so mm -hmm. that's good but this yep. shows me this shows me that no matter how much he was going to give me in the natural, I was going to keep wanting more because that's what humans do. Yeah. We are, we have this addictive personality and I know you don't, ha you don't have to be a druggie to be a, to be addict, to man. be an addict. You can it's have, it's true. Yeah. It's man, all, you can, you can be addicted to food, bro. Yeah. Food yeah. and even Your power. Phone, yep. Facebook, crush, anything. Twitter, Instagram. Yep. Climbing trees. Coffee. Yeah, coffee. <laughs> so the point is, we We're get just all busy. Confessing our sins. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The point is, we get busy in this world, and this is where the subject came in today that popped in, in my heart. It was because, you know, we see the increase. You know, if we put enough hard work, and most of us we do it for the money. I mean, let's not lie. We, we're working and very little people are working for a passion. We're all doing it for a check at the end, you know, and then we want to own something so we can make more money, so we can buy more stuff, so we get wrapped in this lifestyle that it's chasing money and overall money gives you power which is pretty much where you see all this all these kings in the bible and all these people they were they, it was about the power the money it just grants power and that's what we get hooked up on well um, it's because then we have we feel like we have control control if yep. we have resources to be able to control circumstances like my car broke down oh i've got the money let me fix it my house you know my roof is bad let me get the money let me fix it but these are the woes that fall on everyone who don't have the resources to be able to take care of problems right away in their life yep so at the end it's all about safety within what we make ourselves to be and it's always you know trying to go farther so yeah so we can feel safe and we definitely i piggyback on that we can have control Mm -hmm. So so tell me where you're at now. So you came. Yep. That's so, a breakthrough right now. Yeah. So you you went through this time like you had these desires. Um, 
he wanted to be a chef. He wanted to own a restaurant. He prayed to God for these things. The Lord allowed you to move forward yep. in that, progressed, and you found success in that. And then what happened? Cool part is I did become a Christian in that restaurant. I accepted Christ in a restaurant called Taste and See. That is from the Psalms. Okay? So taste and see that the Lord is good. I was not even a Christian when I got the restaurant. But he gave me every dream at that point. And I did accept Christ in that season, which makes it extremely time in perfect time and in god's world is all time and uh yep and then after all these increases came you know he said it is time for an end um and he put that in my heart so there was no fear for some strange reason there was a lot of doubt because i've been building a career i've been building this thing and this is what we do we take we take control we take pride which is one of the things that goes against our spirits is that pride and it took 20 years to get where I thought it was. So imagine giving 20 years of something that you're doing almost every day for this thing in your heart that says it is time to switch. Yeah. It is time to switch. Here's, here's what's interesting, and I just came, came into my mind, is that um, we, can, we can worship the gift over worshiping the giver, right? Right. And so the Lord is good, and He is the giver of all good things. Yep, all good things come from Him. Um, they come from Him, from you know, from the heavens, and He doesn't change like shifting shadows. I think that's how that mm-hmm. continues to go. But I think what happens is, you know, we get caught up in in the good things that God has given us. We begin to worship them as idols. Right. And as soon as something becomes idolatry in our life, the Lord is going to smash it. Well, He asks for this. He asks us to sacrifice it. So we see here an Isaac moment for Jason, which is you know, something that he loved very dearly, very, very much so. We just heard his testimony about how passionate he was about it, how bad he wanted it, right? And he got it. So, and then God's like, hey man, it's about to come up to this mountain and sacrifice and the, it. You you have to be, you have to be able to yep. take that knife and be like, and be willing to sacrifice it, you know? But out of that sacrifice or that, that willingness to be obedient and to sacrifice everything that you know and love, man, there comes something comes else. Comes multiplied Come, blessing. Yeah. Comes something out of it, you know what I mean? Crazy part is that at uh, the very, very end, um, and I'm not going to get in detail about names and all that, but my business partner comes up to me and she says, um, hey, uh, we got to shut down the restaurant. And uh, and she just stood at my face. She was just seeing to see how I was going to react to that when she dropped that piece of information. And I looked at her and I said, I know, I wanted to. <laughs> and she just stares at me, and, and she because she knows me. I wanted to open a restaurant in Miami and in California, and I wanted to open all these restaurants. But then she says, "Well, here's the other part of it. Do you want to keep the restaurant, be sole proprietor, and just and just own it yourself?" I mean, that was the that was the piece of information that I've been waiting for my entire life. Temptation, man. Yeah, it was great to do to do, to do the opposite of what God had told you to do. Yep, and I just <laughs> stared at her and I said, "I don't want, I don't want this anymore." And it was a change of heart. I wanted to let you know that God puts that in us. It was never my own will, but He did put it in my heart. So He was gonna see what I was gonna do now with this new, um, fresh piece of information. He said, "Okay, it's time to switch." So now let's just jump on that. Um, yeah, the restaurant did close, but God is so good. And I'm going to just put this out there for those of you that are going through a transition period, trying to move from the things that you have done in your life, moving into the things that God is calling you to do. There shall be no fear 
because in God's in, in God's movements, everything is intentional. There's no fear. But here's the deal. He asks you to sacrifice everything. He will ask you to trust him with all your heart and do not lean on your understanding. And he says, in everything you do, just trust him and he will make the path straight. It, it sounds, that's Proverbs 3, 5, um, 5 through 7, I believe. Um and you, you, you do not understand the things because we see it from the natural and we want to we wanna make sure that everything is planned. But here's the deal, guys. When I was about to close the restaurant, guess who was selling me food from a little before? There's this provider. Uh, I'm also not going to get any names, but they were already selling me food five months into closing a restaurant. And these people keep being just good to us. And I keep saying, why are they being so good to us? And I remember my business partner saying, man, that's undeserved favor. They're mm. just doing it because they want to. And these people yeah. are just hooking it up with deals. So I grew some, some care and love for these people. Guess what just dropped in my heart right at the end when, I was about to, when we were about to close the restaurant? I was like, God, what am I going to do? I have only known how to do one thing for the last 20 years. And then he just dropped it at the very, very end just to trust. And he said, go and talk to these people and ask them for a job. I was asking God in my heart for time free because if he wants me to work for him, work for God now so that he's going to be my new, my new boss, I have always worked for him, but sometimes we don't even know it. But I said, what am I supposed to do? I don't want to work in a restaurant because I'm asking you for free time. And God was so cool. And that's the word, guys. This is our father and he knows us and he's just cool with us. He handed me a job dealing with food so now i'm in the other side now because now i sell food to people i go to restaurants and i provide food for them and uh but i was jobless this is after 20 years i was jobless and i didn't put one application out guys so i don't want to claim any i don't want to claim any um any anything of this i don't want to say that it was credit yeah credit zero it was all for the glory of god i was jobless two days and that's because I took two days off after <laughs> working 20 years. So, yes, it was the transition was like perfect. There is no gap. There is no hiccups. And it was through obedience that he was able to hand what he already had ready. So there is a land. There is a piece of kind of like, yeah, kind of like a land to be possessed. A promised land. In, in a way, he opens the door, but he doesn't leave you hanging, guys. If, he ask, if he's asking you for trust, he's not going to leave you hanging. He's not going to ask you to do something that doesn't have a meaning. He's very intentional. So I was able to move into this new job, guys. And uh, do, you find that, do you find that with that, like letting go of all that, that craziness and the insanity that you're like, yeah, you're free, man. I wish like, you guys could see me now, but I'm opening my arms and I'm good. just like, it's yes. just this freedom, guys. Because the time that I was working at the restaurant, I was working 12 hours. 14 hours, and I was just stuck to my restaurant. And now the thing that I ask God, time, because time is one of those things that God, it's just so precious. It's that one thing you can't get back in life. And uh, and I asked for that, and he provided. I now work, of course, a job to 8 to 5. And I remember when I stepped out and I got in my bike, I just couldn't believe that I was seeing sunlight. Because as a chef, you work morning to evening, and it's pretty harsh when you know you go to work, you work, then you get off, it's still night, and it feels like you're sleeping and working. Life doesn't start making sense anymore. But man, I just step out, and just a ray of sun, just being able to be outside in the nature was plenty at that time. And um, some of that vitamin D. Yeah, and now it's it's what it is. Dude, it's so crazy to consider there's 
that there are some people out there who live such a busy lifestyle that mm-hmm. just being outside for a moment when the sun is out <laughs> is refreshing. But yeah. this goes back to this goes back to talking about um, the busyness of life and the mm-hmm. epidemic. Like there are some, and it's time. There are some things that we're just not getting to experience now. In that moment, yeah, you could you could appreciate the father mm-hmm. in that moment giving you the time. There's a sense of freedom, but. I would venture to say, I mean, if it's tough for people to even just go get some sun, it's certainly probably tough for people to to be in a place of constant, intimate relationship with the Father. To get the sun. Yeah. Ah. Oh, wow. Oh, That's what you're there you go. Yeah, Chris. It's, 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 it's crazy that you're talking about, like, even stopping, you know, they say, so to speak, stop and smell the roses, but, like, you know, and this is going to sound weird. I don't want you guys to sound weird. And I, and I certainly don't want you guys to picture picture this in your mind. I don't want anybody to sin. But I was in the shower the other day, really. And I was scrubbing so fast. And then, like, God literally said, hey, why don't you slow down for a second? I was in the shower. I was like, and he's like, why don't you slow down for a second? And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. So Take I it sl- easy on I that slowed, temple, brother. I slowed down. <laughs> yeah. You know, I slowed down. And I was just like, because it was just, my mind was just, and I, I find this all the time. This is what he's been just like laying on me lately. It's just it's been it's been so crazy. And you know, I've talked to Jason personally, and you know, uh, you know, we're just my wife and I are just in this insane season of just so much going on. We have you know, we, I'm not going to go into it. It's just it's yeah. just a lot going on, and I'm I find myself my mind is always <laughs> racing. It's not ever slowing down to really stop and really consider and to really experience right now, rather than you know, because my mind is about is is in the future somewhere like. Like, when's mm. this going to end? How am I going to do this? I'm What's going to happen? Place, and it's like, man, I think that when we are so preoccupied with, with what we're doing, with our calling, even our calling, you can, you can you know, be so preoccupied with that that you're not living right here and right now, mm-hmm. which is where he's calling you to live. And like, you can't live in the past because it's already there, and you can't live in the future because it hasn't came. And mm-hmm. so you're, we're, we find ourselves in this intimate moment where we're supposed to be. Ex- you're going to miss what he has for you right here, right, right now. now, if you're not living in the now. If my mm-hmm. mind is right here talking about how I've got a plane flight here in a couple hours and I'm getting ready to go do this, like some really big boy stuff concerning my job. But like yeah. if my mind's there, then I'm going to miss what's happening right yeah. here, right yeah. now. And so finding <laughs> that place to really to, to exist right now and not anywhere else, you know what I mean? God's the only one that can exist yeah. in, and through all throughout time at the exact same time. So we're not meant to, we're not able to live that yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for Jason, the Lord calling him out of that environment of success and, did you have something to say? Yeah, I wanted to close that because I know it's a long story, but I really wanted to, all you guys to picture the business of the life as a chef. It was really hard if I didn't say the whole background. So with that said, time is the one thing that God brought back. And with time, you have two things to do with it, guys, because he will strip you down from the things you don't need. He will take away. And that goes back to what Jason was saying. Do you know that you have to lose your life? And when I say that, I lost the thing that I was most attached to. And now I knew it was God because I knew it was him. We already know when God is helping, it doesn't feel weird. You don't feel doubt. You don't feel fear, man. That's from the enemy. And then the question was, okay, what am I going to do with my spare time? So it was not easy. I fail a couple of times. You know, I strive to decide and, and, and I waver back and forth. But now the one thing that I had back that I have asked him is time. And time is what God needs for worship. You know, when you're in a relationship, one of the things that makes you want to, let's say you go on a date with a new person. The one thing that is going to determine how close you're going to get to them is spending time with them. It's going on a date, it's spending time at the river, going to the lake, whatever it is. And by spending time with them, you get to know them better. 
So God has called me now to a season of getting to know him better. And that means to put time on him. So the big switch was from being so busy as a chef to be to multitask every day. And when you multitask every day, you know, you get home and you're trying to brush your teeth and you're trying to get your kids ready and you're trying to feed uh, the dogs and you're trying to drink coffee. And dude, we just don't even <laughs> live Always in the moment. Always drinking coffee. It's true. But you're doing four things at a time. And you don't have to be a chef, guys. You have to, if you're a mom at home and you're listening to this, you know what it is to have kids and how busy and you become this professional multitasker. That's what you become. And then God suddenly calls me to just be still and yeah. know that I'm God. Mm. That's why he put in my heart, man. And I know I'm, I'm just calling out these very basic verses, but I ask God today, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to share? And a lot of times we get so untangled and everything and knowing more of the Bible and what, it, what, what is that it says here, here and there. And man, I'm telling you something, the basics, the one-on-one, those verses that are the foundation, be still. I mean, it's two, two words together. People don't get it. I'm just saying, yeah, like those two words set you up. If you can be still, know that he's God and that he got you back, you got to stop everything you're doing. You're going to need to stop reading the Bible and you need to go back to one verse and just sit still. Hmm. Yeah. Because it is in his presence when you soak everything and you can actually hear him. If you're in a date and you have your cell phone out and you're talking on the phone and you're checking out your emails and you're messing with the thing, the person in front of you, whoever this person, I just want you to... I just want you to like visualize the person in front of you and you're on a date. What is the one thing that is going to bug the heck out of you if you're that person? Well, if the other person is on the phone, if they're busy, if they're just not paying attention. It doesn't show interest. And there's no relationship. You don't have, you don't have my full attention. You only, yep. have, you only have some of it. Yep. There's no, there's Except n- for when I'm doing something for you. you know? Exactly. But there's no relationship. Yeah. yeah. You just made me think of just a couple things. And then I want to move into asking Chris a couple questions because I know he's got some some yeah, recent cool. developments that kind of think tie into this for him. But um, one thing I thought about was um, where the disciples went to follow Jesus. Jesus said, come follow me. And it says immediately they dropped their nets and they followed him. Jason, you dropped your net, right? You, I mean, the net it, was the work. They, well, he was, or yeah, whatever they, I was doing. Yeah, these guys were fishermen and their nets were their livelihood. Was it was the thing that had always provided for them. It was the one thing they knew that would always come through, no matter what. Yeah. They were good at it, and they did it all the time. The they were, it was net. their identity. They were fishermen. It was their net. It, wow. it was their wow. income. It was their life. And this was being a chef for you. Yep. And then the Lord gave you an opportunity to drop that, and you dropped it, and you went. And, and that takes a lot of faith because a lot of people get tied up in holding on to and gripping the thing that they think is going to be the thing that provides. And it's, again, their safety net. It's their comfort. It's, I think what happens is we're afraid to leave behind our comfort. Jesus yeah. says, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about what you're going to wear for your Father in heaven knows you need those things. Right? And then he, and, and then he goes on to say, you're, you're worth far more than sparrows. Right, mm-hmm. like you're worth more than the birds in that's, the sky, and they don't toil, but they eat. That's the heart of a disciple, man. Is leaving is leaving your your life behind because what happened? What happened to those the disciples after they left what, their livelihood? They became disciples, right? Yeah, they yeah. left it all. Dude, yeah. That's the call. That's the heart of a disciple, man. To leave it all. And I wouldn't. Here's I. I would venture to say that not every you know we're disciples aren't all jobless people. You know what I'm saying? Like. Paul, he yeah. made 10. I mean, we, we understand that. But for some, again, I think it goes back to Jesus saying, if indeed you lose your life for my sake. Exactly. And it so whatever him. it is that you're tied up in that is your life, your identity, your work, 
that if you can't leave that behind, mm. you it's you can't follow Christ, right? Yeah. So Chris, you're in a season where you're kind of step you've stepped out of something and you're stepping into something, and so talk to us a little bit about what you're going through and how it all ties into what we're saying. Yeah, so, so I mean, my Chris, story. Chris is still here, by the way. Yeah, I'm still here. I've just been listening. I've just been listening and taking in. And Lord said, "Shut up!" So I shut up. <laughs> so oh, well, good. So, um, so yeah, my so my story is I was in ministry for a while. Um, God called me out of it, and and I've been in this. I've been working a nine, a seven to five job is what I've been working. So back up real quick though, because we've talked a little bit about this before the idolatry of ministry, and so you. You were serving in a ministry capacity that was was it unhealthy? Like yeah, what yeah. Was I mean, going it, on there it, it was you? it was definitely unhealthy for me. I I definitely got caught up in doing the work of God, and and you know, Jason, you talk about the celebrity, you know, chef and that persona. But as ministers, if you allow it, you can become the celebrity pastor, and you can see you can gain favor among the people. Cool. And in real talk, that can be just as addicting. And so I think that was some of that, especially working with teenagers, you, you can, people can start to, I mean, people want a leader, you know, the people and they wanted a King, you know, in the Bible, give us a King, give us a King. I'm just glad you didn't start wearing skinny jeans, bro. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Ah, There may have been a season, (laughs) but the Lord's delivered me from that. So, so there was this slim, slim is the next step. I'm going to wait for him skinny to do slim. So, so yeah, I got a, what is it? The man rompers that are out now? Oh, rompers, bro rompers. I don't know. I need to get on that game, man. (laughs) So, so there was this, there was this unhealthy thing going on with me in ministry. The Lord called me out of that. And so in that, I found healing and he said, Hey, focus on me, seek me. Um, um, and, and, and you really have some issues in your heart, some idols that Jason is even referring to. So God called me out of, and there's this idea of God calling us out of things. And so God called me out of ministry to focus on him. Mm. And I, I took a job. So I went from feeling like I had all of this purpose to the Lord says, your purpose now is to care for your wife, to provide for your family and to do that. And, and in that it can kind of feel like a step back and and the Lord helped me realize it's not a step back. I think something to say just in in regards to that is that is always your purpose as a husband and a father. He was just accentuating that. But to redirect focus. Accentuating that purpose in that that season. Absolutely. And that that was because it had not been a purpose and a focus. And that's just real talk. And so I had... Going back to this word comfort, uh, I remember thinking when I when I stepped out of ministry, just looking forward to the day when I can dive right back into it. And when you say that, though, you're saying it, it was almost the Lord Lord um, challenged me and said, "Are you, you're more eager to go work for me than to spend time for me? Spend time with me." Oh, uh, snap. And, and so and so those are hard. So that's those are twice hard things the to word hear. Time. Yeah, today. yeah, yeah. And He's always getting me like that. Time. Um, is is time. And so then I started working this job at FedEx, driving a FedEx truck, and, and I hated it at first, but then I come to like it. I came to like it because it was routine, and, and here's that word, comfortable. It was comfortable, and I remember the day where I said, Lord, I, I can just do this, and I'm fine. I don't, and be okay. I don't, got, and be okay. I can, you, you I got can, to wear shorts eight inches above the knee? <laughs> mm-hmm. I got to show, I get to get that that thigh tan and, and it was real <laughs> oh nice. God. I have the driver's tan where one arm is darker than the other, <laughs> and uh, so I got that. Oh, and and I got yeah. to meet some really awesome people working down in Winfield and driving in Winfield, and so I enjoyed that and loved that. Um, and then the Lord came to a season where he said, okay, um, this was the idea of comfort. And Jason, I want to go back to your story of the wedding banquet, of this just idea of excuses. Um, of these people all gave excuses. And I really truly believe the Lord, if he's called you to something, will only put up with excuses before so long. And he comes in and he says, if you won't smash those idols, I will. 
And he began to do that. And he said, you need to take these steps away from comfort and go back to me. And so my wife went through this, our family really, and not just my family, but my family, um, my brothers and sisters in Christ and Jason and Kim and, and just these people who are closest to us. We went through this season of where my wife was extremely unhealthy and, and she was in the hospital for a month. And, you know, I had this huge support system around me. But talk about the Lord calling you um, out of, of your comfort to where you don't know if your wife is going to make it or not. You don't know if she's going to and you're having all of these thoughts like, man, is, is am, am I going to be a single dad? Am I going to have to explain to my son and look him in the eyes when he asks, mommy isn't around, mm. what am I going to have to say? And so just this idea of, of the Lord saying, hey, I know these thoughts are in your head. You just need to pursue me. It got to the point to where God said, I need you to want me more than you want your wife to be healthy. Oh. Yikes. And that's, a, that's uh. a tough place to be. But these are these extreme measures that I believe yeah. that the Lord will take for our good. And I remember mm-hmm. specifically yeah. sitting across from Jason and Kim, bawling my eyes out. I was just breaking, and, and, and Jason looked at me, and I know it was tough for him to say, but I needed it, and it's had the biggest impact in my life during this season. But he, he looked at me and said, um, the, the, the gospel of comfort that you have come to know is, mm. is shattering beneath you, and you don't know what to do with it. And that was and that was it. And so this gospel, the, the gospel is not a gospel of comfort. It's a gospel of suffering. And you guys talked about mm-hmm. that in your persecution episode. And so this idea of the Lord, everything's going to be okay. I'm going to feel good. And all of this stuff is going to be fine. When sometimes Jesus told us often, oh, yeah. you know, take heart. You know, you will face struggles and trials of many kind, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Yeah, in, in this world, you will, will face, you will face troubles of many kinds. So get ready, because the world, being in the world, not of it, comes with lots and lots of troubles it's all insanity, over the place. Man. It's insanity is what it is. And then, but it continues to add that when you face trials of many kinds, you can be rejoiced. You can be have joy, because he says that the, through the, yeah, through for, the testing the of your faith, yes. you develop endurance, and you need that endurance. So he doesn't offer a life free of troubles. He offers, he offers freedom within the troubles, is what Christ is telling you. And, and what's so interesting is that, you know, you, you, we, we read James chapter 1, 2 yep, through 4 right all there. the time, taking yep. joy in our trials. And that's almost like this thing towards like, okay, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and take joy. I'm going to try to have joy. But the joy, at least for me, what I experience is that, and how sad is this, that the closest that I am to the Lord is when I am in trials, yeah. when, when I need him. And, but for me, what I feel like I took out of that is that I can take joy because, man, I am going to be Dude. near to my father and he's going to be near to me. Mm. And there is going to be this deeper intimacy that's happening. Absolutely, man. And what, and like, if there was no affliction, what seeking would there be? You know mm. what I mean? If there was, if there wasn't trial, if there wasn't things that made you cling to the Lord, you know what I mean, and understand Him in a deeper way. Well, and we, we oftentimes, especially in our culture, in our society, we want it to be we want it to be straight and narrow. We don't want we don't want a lot of we Comfort. don't we don't want a lot of we don't want a lot of resistance. We don't want a lot yep. of we want it to be how we want it. We want it to go easy for mm. us, dude. But then, but then, what happens, man? I find in those times, and just like you were saying, man, like in those times, I get stagnant, I get stale, and then all of a sudden, I'm asking God, "Where are you at?" And then I'm like, "God, I want to get closer." And then all of a sudden, something hits me, the furnace. You know what I mean? But it and that's why. Why, you know, like after 10 years of drug addiction and after 10 years of all this, this insanity in my life, I found that on, on even a 10 year season of, of, you know, that kind of thing coming out on the other side, it got, it got me a relationship that was much more deeper than I could have ever had, you know, 
with a white picket fence and a car and you know mm. and all these things that that the that the world tells you you need and so yeah. dude the, the the affliction creates the seeking the seeking creates the finding and the finding creates the joy dude so right. that's 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 mm. oh yeah dude. Mm. thanks god i mean that just kind of <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, but uh, man i'm with you dude i'm with you and i don't think that we're i don't think that that as as human beings that we are meant for this kind of stimulation that for this kind yeah. of of insanity for the you know like social media and all these things well now we have access all across the world to millions of people i don't think it was we're not spoke we're not geared and wired for that we're geared and wired for one thing which is to, to walk in the garden in the shade you know and in relationship and intimacy, but, then, yeah. but then we find you know that the busyness of life man. business yeah thank you for dropping the word again it's and and then coming back to time well god is the lord of time itself but is he the lord of your time you know what i mean like yeah. w- w- like does he yeah. do, is he lord over your time and i believe where's that that's, where's the scripture that says make proper use of the time because the days are evil yeah yeah and even and even lord teach us to number our days right so to number to 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 look at it from a perspective of man like what jason was saying and time is so precious to look at it as precious and to look and and to allocate your time to the things that are most precious right to keep your mind fixed on things above to keep your mind on on the goodness the joy and to create that that environment around you right where you are living in that time where you are dedicating that to god dude i remember listening to um it was like Science Friday on NPR or something like that. And, you know, you can think whatever you think about NPR. But I was listening to Science Friday, and they were talking about how they were doing the study of, of um, oh, like people who, you know, we're so stimulated by the world now. We've got Facebook. We've got cell phones. We have video games, TV. I mean, all these, it's just compounded over yeah. the years. It's like, it's an you know, onslaught, man. It, it's like in the early eighties, you had like Atari and TV. Then you had yeah. Nintendo. Then you have video games and television. Now you have video games, television, Netflix, cell phones, phones. Candy Crush, Facebook, YouTube. I mean, you've got oh. all these things. So it has just multiplied over time yep. and people have more and more had their brains rewired. Now yeah. you've got to understand that there's a physiological, I think that's yep. the proper yep. term. There's a physiological yep. change in your brain. It, re- it reroutes it the canals reroutes. in your brain yep. towards yeah. stimulation. And dude, to be that, stimulated. Right. So let me finish this thought. There, Sorry, oh, I just reprimanded Casey. Ahead, let me finish the thought. Um, <laughs> the scientists were talking about how less and less people are able to sit in silence. Mm. That to think... To have no stimulation, to just be in a in a place to where you're not needing some dopamine hit. It, cr- it require it, it causes anxiety. It causes anxiety exactly. So people don't know how to sit in silence. And even that, they don't know how to relate to each other. Because I'm sitting here, you know, without pressing the like button. You know what I mean? Like, like oh gosh, yeah, I like I like what you just said. Let's press the it's like. like wow. I love. I love I love you as a person, but you think I don't like you. Because I like your post, but I don't even know who you are. And if I see you in the street, I don't even talk to you. But think about it. And so it's by design, right? Satanic design. Yeah. And, and which is, which yeah. is to get your mind not able to be still. And, dude, that's why we're in this predicament that we're Ooh, in. So where thousands, millions of people are, are, are hurting, man. They, they can't cope. That's why there's people offing each other. That's why they're offing themselves. That's why all this insanity. Mm. But it's created by this huge web, this huge net, yeah. man, of, of busyness and by, dude, just absolute onslaught of stimulation to your mind, dude. And then, like like you said, and that, that the world how many times have I web. tried to sit? How, how many times? It's a discipline now to sit down 
and do absolutely nothing. nothing. And that's a discipline. You're like, man, it is. Because I, I can't. My mind is just like, bam, boop, bam, And it's so interesting just how much the scriptures talk about your mind and set. I mean, uh, the verse that comes to mind is setting your mind on the things oh, yeah. above. And, and I think God knows the onslaught that we face in our minds. And so there's always this this call to go back to our minds and what's happening up there. And, and so I that's think that's how you're really renewed, right? The transforming yeah. of your mind or be yeah. renewed by, you know, but you have to set, and he'd been talking to me very clearly about perspective and gate and, and living and clinging to perspective, right? Which is the perspective of, okay, well joy, but, but you, I don't, I'm not joyful naturally in these things, but you have to find that perspective and to cling to that perspective. Like you can cling to different perspectives. That's a renewing of your mind. Keep your yes. mind fixated on things above. So when I, I, I think about whatever's good, whatever's pure, whatever is righteous, whatever is noble, if you think you, of you see things. that perspective, you cling to that because that's the only thing, you know, because everything else is, is fighting for your attention and for your time. So here we are in this predicament, you know what I mean? And it's insane. It's insane. There's that scripture. I mean, Jason, he, he quoted it. Be still, know that I am God. If this is a command of the Lord and he's saying you, you need only be still, right? Just chill out. Well, then what is Satan going to try and get you to do? He's going to try and get you to work. They've said, you know, if Satan can't make you sin, he'll make you busy or something like that. Yeah. Right. And that's, Busyness is the opposite of stillness. And so there's a time. Ecclesiastes, there's a time for this, there's a time for that. There's a time to work. There's also time to rest. And, and our rest is in Christ. But I think a lot of us, we fall into that trap of, of again, working for the Lord, doing for the Lord, and not just being with the Lord. And, and so here's, and here's where, where it, should, it should come back. And Josh Garrels, man, I love listening to Josh Garrels, but he has this line where he's, in this world, there's only one place left to hide, dude, right? The, God is our refuge from from all of that, right? So that's the place that we need to run to, to, to protect ourselves from all of this onslaught, right? From all of this war, from all of this that's going on. There's only one place left to hide in this world, man. And that's in the refuge, right? That's in the refuge. The shadow of his wing. That's it. Yeah, that's tough stuff. So so then to, to kind of shut this down here in a little while, um, what do we do? I'm busy, you're busy, we're all busy. What do we do? We get back to the busy and steel that we started, man. Discipline, man. The dis the discipline the discipline of really of really shutting of shutting it down. It had to do with evil. There's an acronym that I'm trying to bring it back to mind, and it's crazy. My friend, I was telling her about this today, and and I was telling her about the subject busy, and I'm trying to think about the acronym, but the word standard for. Oh, busy stood for something. Yeah, but it, has to, but it had to do with evil. So once again, we had these two words. Being busy as far, you know, a lot of people are going to be against this thought of, oh, well, there's nothing wrong with working and all those things. No, there's nothing wrong because God gives you, God gives you a job to provide for your family and uh, some of the things that you have in life. Of course, they're supposed to be there. But my question is, when God calls you to, and we all know this at heart, when, when you know that you had to be not go crazy about life and you're not giving your kids attention, you're not giving your family attention, you're not even giving yourself attention to spend time with the Lord, are you willing to sit down and be still in your time off? Because we got plenty of time. But here's the deal. A lot of people say, well, I don't have time to do that. Well, how come you have time 
And when I'm saying this, I'm saying it to myself, guys. Please do not take this personal. I'm saying it because of my own experience. You're a jerk, Jason. Yeah, right? Well, you know how many times I heard that, so I canceled those lies. Oh, dude, I've, the enemy. I've, 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 I've <laughs> seen people go completely <laughs> ham on Jay. It's funny. Right? It's I'm, funny when you're a public figure, dude. People just come after your throat, man. They want it. They yep. want your head on it. They want your head on a pike. Dude, it's like, so it's, you're saying so, this to yourself? Sorry, we interrupt. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. Um, so now the business, we don't have time, but here we are spending... What do you spend your time? And here's my question to you. I asked for time, and I just want to wrap it up. And this is my side. God said, okay, we're going to stop being a chef for a minute. I still do private parties, and I do private chefs. So it's not like he said, I don't want you to cook anymore. You but he said, I'm going to give you. Bro. I'm going to, yeah, I'm down. I'm going to give you time in your hands. What are you going to do with that time? So my question is, what are you doing with your time off? Are you spending time with God? Or, or here you are watching Netflix all day, or you're scrolling down the Facebook feed to see what people are doing with their own lives, or you are doing candy crush on your phone, or you're doing all this thing to stay busy. That is my, my, my question, because that's where God called me. He said right now, he has been shedding off the layers that are not belonging to this, to this spirit. He's saying, I, I need to shed, and he, God is going to do the transformation to many of you, and I hope these words are speaking to anybody uh, listening to this podcast. He will start peeling you like an onion to get to the most tender, delicious, and inside of that, of that uh, vegetable, <laughs> of course. So The nugget. Yeah, and those fruits, some fruits you have to peel them to be able to get to the good stuff, and the good stuff is usually inside, to be honest. When you peel fruits, I mean, when you crack a coconut, when you peel a pineapple, uh, most of the good stuff is right in the core. So my question is, what layers do you need to be shed off that God gets to you inside? And, and sometimes we don't even know what's inside of us unless we let God peel us layer by layer. And you know when you're peeled, that is not going to feel pretty. But it will expose a new tenderness in your heart. And it will take you back to that time that Jason was talking where business of life was not so much. Mm, that's good. Because we're now in all kinds of sports involved. We, you got your kids involved in 20 sports because you think that they being in sports is going to secure their future. So we're here, again, chasing the tail. We're like dogs chasing the tails. So my call to you, and I think this is God's call to you. This is not my call. It's what God says. When he says be still, it is in that stillness that you're going to start peeling the layers that are not real relevant to your life, that are not going to do anything for you, that are just busyness, and it's just Satan in a pure form trying to keep you away from the things that the Lord wants to show you. So I got removed from being in a restaurant so I can sit still, literally, guys, literally sit in my room, be quiet, perhaps read the Bible for a little bit, but then just listen to Christian music and just and just talk to God. And it's in that date, you, you're going to give yourself times to date God to go on dates with him. And that means to be more quiet and more times so he can reveal to you what he really wants for your life. And I prophesy over you right now that you will see an exponential increase on every area of your life. Your health, your finances, your relationships is all going to be exponential because now you're tapping into the real source of power that comes from above, not from here, mm, from earth. The river of life. Mm. He brought it. Mic drop. Boom. Boom. And with Chris, that, no, I'm just kidding. Chris, teach us about chair time. Uh, okay, so yeah, there's a there's a concept written by um, by a guy named Mike Grubbs, and it's it's a concept called chair time. It's a, a PDF if you want to look it up on Amazon. But the whole book, if you want to summarize it, uh, is is um, actually it's written by a guy named Dan Sutherland, but he learned the concept from Mike Grubbs. Um, so it's it's the whole concept is to stop, take uh, to start out at 15 minutes um, and just sit still that this you imagine yourself approaching the throne of god walking by the cloud of witnesses walking um by by the the um 
the, you know, all of the, the elders and, and walking in front of the cherubim and doing all of that and, and sitting in this seat that is God. So you have this seat that you can sit in and listen to your heavenly father. And so this all takes place in your mind hmm. when you imagine these things and then you just shut up. You, you thank God for what he's given you, and then you ask him, okay, Lord, I'm here. And then you try to sit still for 15 minutes and not think of anything. Chris, that's impossible. It's, it's so hard. It's so difficult. And this is why it's, it's a spiritual discipline to just be still. But the whole concept is we do so much talking and so much. Jason, when you're talking, you've been using this analogy of the dates, but if you've ever been on a date with someone who talks the whole time, you're like, good Man, this person is self-centered. I can't even get a word in. Wow. How is our is our relationship with God like that? To we are yeah. constantly yelling and, and oh. a clanging cymbal banging and and where God just says, Hey, I got stuff to say if you want to listen. Yeah. And so I think if we would just Ouch. stop. And I think what he has to say is a little bit more important than what we have to say. And you know what's you know what's really interesting that, that me and, and, and my buddy Zach Windsor have found is that oftentimes the things that we want God to address, whether it's a decision or the trials that, that we want answers about how to get through, all he he doesn't want to talk to us about that. He wants to say, I love you. That's it. And sometimes that's all he said. That the very first thing I heard him say is that no, is is um mm. is it's good to see you oh, is, wow. is what I felt like God said. And that was it. And, but just meditating Gosh. on that and, and, and just being still, but that's, that's your time. There's one other thing that I wanted to add, Jason. I'll do it really quick. Nope, you got to um, do it, dude. Um, as far as, as what I believe, here's what we do next. Here's from my point of view, what I believe the Lord wants to share with you. And this is when I was going through these trials, the Lord um, revealed this verse to me. It's in Exodus. It's Exodus 14, 13. Um, the, the, the children of Israel or the, the, yeah, they're, they're being overrun and, and, and the, the Egyptians are, are getting ready to, they're at the, they're at the Red Sea basically. And, Yes, yes. And so it says, it says, um, so they're, they're running, they're barreling down and the Egyptians are coming. They have the chariots and, and they're yelling and screaming. And then it's verse 13. It says, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. <laughs> Verse 14, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. And so I think what we do is we see this trial, we see these Egyptians barreling down on us, and we try to pick up a sword and make a spear. When God says, put that down, you cannot pray enough, you cannot fast enough, you cannot do all of these things enough. We fall into works and then want to do something when the Lord says, be still. Just trust me. Just trust me. And when you see something barreling down at you and God says, be still, it's the hardest thing in the world. But you, there are some battles that the, that's what he wants you to learn. Just trust me. Because being still shows trust. Yeah, and that's what I believe the Lord. So those of you that are going through trials, and this is what I'm still going, I mean, we, we're always going through trials, just different things. And so even now the Lord is reminding me of this, be still. He prepares a table for us in front of our enemies, mm-hmm. man. What do you, why are you eating dinner when the enemy's barreling down? Why? <laughs> because, because I'm chilling, dude, you know, because Chill the out. Lord is good. Yeah, man. And you know, it's, God is super chill, dude. I th- and I think that he wants, so with the ending on that too, so Jason had a word, Chris had a word, man, my word is, dude, it's not that serious, bro. You know, yeah, life's serious, but man, 
not serious enough to take to for you to cause anxiety and for you to be worrying about all these things man like take that time because i find and i mean you you'd be lying to yourself i i guarantee you'd be lying to yourself to tell me that with all the busyness that your that your relationships with your family that your relationships with your friends are not suffering that your relationship with god is is not suffering and you'd be lying if you told me no my it's great with all this insanity and that's what i'm finding man my my, my relationship because when it's not sourced out of god it's like hmm. dude everything else just kind of you're like man my and so i see this real practical application with my wife like where my relationship will suffer because i'm just i'm so all over the place you know what i mean and so and and she guilty, is too guilty, you know guilty. I mean? and then jason i haven't seen J- man i was living in jason's backyard for like a year and mm-hmm. i i saw the guy like maybe 15 times you know <laughs> like, because yeah. it was but that's a that's an app a real world scenario about man everything else just kind of suffers and kind of gets put to the side when your worldly pursuits man so i'm just saying dude just chill out for a second man take a couple of deep breaths and the meditation is an actual is actually i i try to i've been trying a lot more to practice that to to really to really sit and man it is hard you know, it is really hard you know and i incorporate yoga and all these other things into it but like for, for the most part just sitting and and being and and being right being right there and being nowhere else and and letting that overtake you so that's my word to you and i'm sure jason v has has a has a word to end i, on I have I mean, one chill out it's all good it's gonna be all right you're gonna we're gonna make it through it man it's gonna be cool yep nope i got it romans or excuse me revelation 3 uh verse 19 oh hold on let me back up um 15 i know your works you're neither cold nor hot uh would that you were either hot or cold. So because you're lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say I'm rich, I have prospered, I need nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. Thanks, Jesus. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen and salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. First of all, who can, who can afford gold refined by fire from Jesus? No one. It's a gift. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him, and he with me. To the one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne, as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says of the churches. So here's what um, Jesus, this is always, always, um, I feel like where this ends up is that Jesus desires deeper more intimate relationship with you. And he told us in two places. He said, one, if you seek, you'll find. If you ask, it'll be given to you. Knock, and the door will be opened. So we have the opportunity to knock, and the door will be opened. Jesus then in Revelation says, behold, I stand at the door knocking, and if anyone would open it up, I'll come in and I'll eat with him. So if we're not knocking, Jesus is. And if, right? This is the love of the Father. This is Christ. He desires that deep, intimate relationship with us. And so he wants that. And that's what it all boils down to. It's not read your Bible more. It's not pray more. It's not get in a group. It's not give. It's not these things. It's chill chill out and be with Jesus, Mary and Martha. Right? Mary was running, or Martha was running around working. And then she's complaining. And then Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus says, hey, she chose what was better, and I'm not going to take that from her. And she was just chilling at the feet of Jesus. Mm. Right? And so this is what it's all about. Yeah. One of my favorite my favorite 
you know, descriptive passages of Jesus is that he was reclined at the table. On the night he was on the night before he was about to get sold yeah. out to die, oh, wow. the, the guy was reclining at the table. I'm, mm. so I'm talking posted up, chilling, just chilling, just reclining, dude. You know, <laughs> he then did go to the gar- garden and suffer a little bit of agony, but he was still able in that moment to just uh, recline, have, to recline, Re- dude. That's the word, man. So how recline. do we act against our recline. trials in life? Do we get busy and crazy about it? Do we stress out? recline or we recline and lounge and mm. just be in the presence and soak in the presence yes. of christ <laughs> because we can it's like oh i have so many problems my life's falling apart recline man kick your feet up man. put your feet back put you gotta call on christ guys don't do that without yeah, asking right. him because then yeah. there's an idle mind and satan loves that and it comes through and you start playing that candy crush. <laughs> <laughs> and you get tempted and you start scrolling Ventura. down that Facebook. You yes, start scrolling. I'm busy. Let me see what other people are doing so I don't have to think about myself. Oh, snap. I wonder, I wonder accumulatively how many hours I've spent scrolling through Facebook since it, since I, I wouldn't first even want to know. How many seasons I can watch of How Did I Meet Your how Mother? How many accumulated <laughs> hours? Orange is the New Black. Man, oh my gosh. awesome <laughs> podcast, dude. Jason Febris, thanks so much for being here. Appreciate you, you guys. too, Chris Cerna. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks, thanks for lot, having me. Man. It's always a good time, man. I'm about to it's get on. I'm about to, about to get on this plane flight. Yeah, Casey's got to get to the yeah. airport. So speaking wow. of, speaking of business, man, we don't I gotta want to go. miss the flight on behalf of the <laughs> but podcast. But I will be reclining, so that's what's up. That's right. Chris, thanks for being here. You're always welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You know this. Jason, you're always welcome My as well. Pleasure, we man. love thank guests. Thank you so much, guys. We do this all the time, and so if you've got some on your heart, you're always welcome back. So thank, thank you guys for listening. A couple things. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Yeah, go go get busy and follow us on Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, and Instagram. Write a review. Uh, that's right. Um, subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher, or Google Play. And uh, one thing I want to just start to stress is that you can email us at saltydogspodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions or maybe even want to suggest some topics. Or encouragement. Or, or encouragement yeah. or comments or questions, whatever it is. Or criticism. We're, or criticism. We are open forum. We're all about having conversation. Um, we're not trying to um, impose re- anything. We, within the podcast, we're not trying to reestablish any kind of doctrine or theology. Theology. We're just um, we're having conversation about what we cur- currently believe, and we're allowing the Lord to move through us and help rechange and mm. shift our mind, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Uh, we're trying to get into that place, create an environment uh, where we think differently about the things that we've um, always thought the same about. I think that that sounds right. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Peace out.